Welcome to the Ohio District UPCI Podcast. The following message is a music ministry session, which was spoken by Court Chavis at the Ohio District Senior High Camp. We hope and pray this message blesses your life. For more information about the Ohio District, visit us at ohiodistrict.com. Excited to be here, excited to have this moment to teach to you. I love to teach, it's one of my favorite things to do. I agree with uh, your youth president, Brother Nutter, that the will of God for your life is probably something that you love to do. And I've always loved to teach. Matter of fact, that's why I went to college. I went to college to be a music teacher. And uh, I didn't finish. Hey, uh, thank God. Uh, uh, that's what I love to do. So I always love to teach. I was never a preacher. Um, when I was about 22, 20, 21, 22, the Lord called me to preach. And I didn't preach. I preached like one, like one time my dad like, was like, look, you're going to preach tonight. And it was, I was like 16 years old and it was the wackest message you've ever heard. It was so garbage. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a preacher, but I was always like a singer, you know, I was always do music. And so, uh, in my early twenties, I started preaching and it was horrible. It was unbelievably horrible. Um, and, uh, then when I turned 25, 26, I started evangelizing and, uh, I felt like I should have paid people to let me come preach. You know, I should have paid them money. It was, it was pretty rough. Um, so, but this is what I love to do. I love to teach, love to talk. And so I want to, I want to just uh, share some stuff with you today. And I know he said, this is a, a lesson on music ministry or whatever, but it's really not. This is a lesson on music, uh, which it'll tie into music ministry as well. But I will talk to you a little bit about music today. How many love music? Everybody, everybody love music. What's your favorite jam? Just scream it out to me. What's your favorite jam? Did somebody say Jesus said it? Out of your belly. That's your jam, bro? <laughs> Who said Old Town Road? Oh. <laughs> IBC. Yeah, that's my job. Urshan. Oh, see, a little bit louder. A little bit louder. CLC. Jackson College of Ministries. Never mind. That was a bad joke. My bad. Bad joke. Imagine. Glory to the Lamb. TBC. TBC rocks, man. Love it. Love it. ABI. <laughs> Two people. Uh, music is very powerful. And uh, I, I love music. I'm a musician. I always, always love music. I wrote my first song when I was nine years old. I said my, in my room, I wrote this song out called... Um, uh, don't give up on me or this song. And I, I was nine and I was like, wrote a, I, wrote a, I wrote a verse, chorus, everything. And I came out to my mom and I was like, yo, mom, I wrote a song. And she's like, oh, baby, that's so sweet. You wrote it. Uh, hey, Jeff, the court wrote a song. <laughs> oh, it's so nice. Sing the song for us. So I, so I, I broke out singing, you know, and I was like, when I stumble, when I fall, don't give up on me. Please stay around. And I sing this little song and my mom was like, where'd you hear that song at? I was like, I just wrote it in my room, for reals. And so, so she got on the piano, and 
she played the song and she, I sang it, she played it. And I sang that song like all over America. Like my, my, I would travel with my mom and dad that would go preach places. And my dad would be like, my, my boy wrote a song. Come up here, boy, sing that song for him. <laughs> Still like, proud of me. And I'd go up and I'd be like, my little voice. I was, I'm, I sound like Michael Jackson of Jackson 5. Michael Jackson was awesome. And uh, so music has been a part of my life. Uh, my, my dad was an old rocker, you know, so like he used to do like Battle of the Bands. He didn't get the Holy Ghost. He was like 1920. And so he, he wasn't raised in the church. And so he, he had this old, like he had this old soul. And so, and so as a kid, you know, my dad would be like, now listen, now let, let, me, let me show y'all real music. This is real music. You know, he would put on like Eric Clapton, you know, and Leonard Skinner and Journey and Foreigner and Boston and Chicago and, you know, good music. Kenny Loggins and, and Michael McDonald, and, you know. So I grew up on that kind of, that like, that like flow of music, which, uh, you know, looking back now, you know, I realize that some of that music wasn't great. You know, a lot of it's not bad. It's just singing about life and, you know, but, it, but, but I have like an appreciation for music because, you know, my dad was like, now listen, now this is good quality music. The other stuff is garbage. This is, you know. And so like all around me, everybody was like involved in this, in this like Southern gospel style music. But I was like, I don't like that music. I like this music. And then when I was a young teenager, you know, I mean like the rap game hit hard when I was a young teenager. And so, like, you know, Public Enemy and NWA and LL Cool J and Beastie Boys, you know, so, and so I was all in, I got all into that. And then, you know, like, I was, you know, when, when I was like in, when I was in high, like ninth grade, Onyx hit, you know, and everybody was, everybody went and shaved their heads. Like, literally, the whole school went and shaved their heads and we was all like, because I'm a big boy, standing in my big boy. You know, it was like, we was rapping. Onyx hit so hard when I was like in ninth grade and literally every dude in the school shaved their head and I would beg my dad, dad, please let me shave my head. He was like, no, you know, and, uh, and then when I was like in, when I was like in 11th grade, like, you know, Tupac really became like big, like real big, like, and Biggie and the whole Tupac Biggie deal. And, and it was just like a big to do. And, and so that's, that's kind of, I, I grew up on that kind of music and I just listened to all of it. You know, I listened to everything. And, but I also had a really deep appreciation for music because I took music all throughout my schooling years. And it's like the only class I ever got an A in was music. Ever, you know. It was like a solid C student, like solid C. And then like this one random A, <laughs> like what's that? That's music, <laughs> music class, you know? Cause I would be telling everybody else to shut up in music class, shh, I'm, I'm learning. Every, every other class I was just bad. Um, and in eighth grade, I met this lady named Miss Denise Payton. And she was like, I, I heard you want to join the chorus. I was like, yeah, I want to join the chorus. I sing in church. and. And she was like, well, sing me a song. So I was like, you know, amazing grace. She was like, what? Hold up. Like, you can sing like that. So in eighth grade, I joined chorus. And I was all through my high school years, I was in chorus. And I actually went to, I went to college on my voice. My, my voice got me into college. And I was going to go, I was going to be Miss Peyton. Because Miss Peyton, like, she, like, loved me. And she grew me. And she showed me, like, she, 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 
convinced me that I could sing like I sing today because I, I, I was kind of timid with my voice, but she was like, no, you got a voice. And so she brought it out of me and music is very integral in who I am and what I am. But I want to just, just tell you some, 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 some deep stuff about music. I want to, I want to read for you an article that talks about music. And, um, it's an article from the university of central Florida, another way, uh, these two professors in the University of Central Florida, neuroscientists, Kimonobu and Suguye. <laughs> Thank you for that. those two names. And a guy named Eko Yanetti. Why can't it be like Bill and stuff? Have, they've been teaching the most popular course in the college. The, the course is called Music and the Brain since 2006. It explores how music impacts brain function and human behavior, including by reducing stress, reducing pain symptoms, depression, as well as improving cognitive and motor skills, spatial temporal learning, and neurogenesis, which is the brain's ability to reproduce neurons. These, these scientists teach how people with neurodegenerative disease, such as Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, can respond positively to music. Usually in the late stages of Alzheimer's, patients are unresponsive. But once you put in headphones that play their favorite music from their childhood, their eyes light up, they start moving and singing, and the effect will last up to 10 minutes after the music stops. This can be seen on an MRI, which uh, many different parts of the brain light up when exposed to music. And let me just show you the different things that they have learned that music can do. Music can change your ability to perceive time. Music can tap into your primal fear, but it can also reduce seizures and stress. Music can make you a better communicator. Music can make you physically stronger. So they have a person lift weights and they can lift so much, they let them listen to their favorite music. At the same time they're lifting weights, they can lift more every time. Music will boost your immune system. Music will assist in repairing brain damage. Music makes you smarter. Music invokes or evokes memories. And music has now been introduced as medicine for Parkinson's patients. Music. Somebody just say, say that. Just say music. Music. In a... Uh, a magazine called Conscious Lifestyle, an article talks about uh, the four ways that music affects the brain. But the greatest of these that I've read is how music affects your emotions. Is that research indicates that music stimulates emotions through specific brain circuits. We can easily see how music and the brain engage mood, emotion. When a child smiles and begins to dance, he is experiencing an uplifted mood of joy from the music. We also see that when parent, when parent and child connect through song, uh, have you ever uh, listened to, like to a mom singing a lullaby to a baby? And those, those, their two brains are connected through the lullaby that the baby senses the calmness of the song. And as the mother sings, the baby calms down. I sang to my children from the time they were small, uh, just like that big in the womb until this very day. I sang the same song to my girls 
from the time they were, every night from the time they were in the womb until probably they were both seven or eight years old, I sang the same song to them every night. It was a connection, an emotional connection between me and them. Outside of music affecting the brain as an emotional experience, it is also a physical experience. One reason for this is a hormone related to bonding called um, oxytocin, the cuddle hormone, as they call it. It is sometimes called, and it can be released by singing. You can release oxytocin by singing. No wonder music is such a profound emotional experience in the mind of both adults and children. In addition, research indicates that music affects mood by producing an array of other beneficial molecules in our biological pharmacy. Listening to music can create peak emotions, which increase the amount of dopamine, a specific neurotransmitter that is produced in the brain and helps control the brain's reward and pleasure centers. We often feel emotions that are experienced from our heart, but are uh, enormous part of our emotional stimulus through communicating with the brain. Our newfound understanding of how music affects the brain and heart is leading to innovative ways to utilize music and the brain to create emotional understanding between people. A study from the Journal of Music Therapy shows that using songs as a form of communication could increase emotional understanding in autistic children. The study incorporated specific songs to portray different emotions. For example, a a composition by Beethoven could be used to present sadness or a song or the song Happy by Pharrell Williams could be used to present joy. The children could then indicate and identify emotions based on the song. Music succeeded where verbal language failed because we know that music can connect where other things can't connect. Music is a universal bridge because me and you can come from so many, so different backgrounds, but if we have a couple songs in common, or we can come from so many different backgrounds, but if we have a, a favorite band in common, we automatically connect. Oh, you like that song too? It almost makes us feel like we've known each other forever because we like the same types of music. Music and memory is also very, very unique. But we all have, we all know that music plays a huge role in how you remember. Because every one of us in this room, probably 90.9% of us, 99.9% of us, learned our ABCs through a song. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I'm just waiting. I mean... Great job, Senior High Camp. Very intelligent. Now, who can say it backwards? Right here, right here, stand up. Say it backwards. Shh. It's amazing. 
But 90% of us can't say it backwards because there's no song written. Notice that she didn't sing it backwards. She said it backwards. Yeah. This is what New York Times says. This is what New York Times says. In New York Times Sunday Review, they wrote an article about music. It said this, music is not tangible. You can't eat it, drink it, mate with it. It doesn't protect against rain. It's not wind. It's not cold. It does, it's not hot. It doesn't vanquish predators. It doesn't mend bones. Yet humans have always prized music. Or well beyond prized, they love it. In the modern age, we spend great sums of money to attend concerts, download music files, play instruments, and listen to our favorite artists, whether we are in a subway or a salon. But even in Paleolithic times, people invested significant time and effort to create music as the discovery of flutes made from animal bones would suggest. Why does this thingless thing at its core, a mere sequence of sounds, holds such potentially enormous intrinsic value. The quick and easy explanation is that music brings a unique pleasure to humans. Of course, that still leaves the question of why, but for that, neuroscience is starting to provide some answers. More than a decade ago, our research team used brain imaging to show that music uh, that music that people described as highly emotional engaged the reward system deep in the brains, activating, activating subcordial nuclei known to be important in reward, motivation, emotion, and memory. Subsequently, subsequently, we found that music, that listening to what might be called peak emotional moments in music, that moment when you feel a chill or pleasure to a musical passage causes the release of neurotransmitters and dopamine, an essential signaling molecule in the brain. When pleasurable music is heard, dopamine is released in the striatum, an ancient part of the brain found in other vertebrates as well, which is known to respond to naturally rewarding stimuli like food and sex, and which is artificially targeted by drugs like cocaine and amphetamines. So I say music. How many will agree with me that music is very, very powerful? It's what a, these are the emotions that music kicks into. So up to this point, I've done nothing but talk about science. Science. Just, this, this, is not, this is not Bible. This is just science. This is just a scientific proof that music is powerful. So why do you think in Daniel chapter 3, Nebuchadnezzar says... When you hear the sound of the flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship. Why is Nebuchadnezzar using music as the cue to bow? Because music has always been used as a cue. It's always connected with when you hear the music, it cues you. Nebuchadnezzar knew that the music would be the most powerful thing to get everybody in the room to bow simultaneously to him. Because, watch this, music cannot be detached from worship. 
Music, listen to me, music is the only element in the earth that wasn't made in the earth. Everything that is around you right now was made here. All of this was made here. God created it here, but he did not create music here. God created music in the heavens. He created for one reason. He designed a special angel. His name was Lucifer. He designed a special angel for music. You say, well, how do you know that? Because Ezekiel tells me, Ezekiel tells me that he was in the garden of God in Ezekiel chapter 28. If you want to read it for yourself sometime, every precious stone was his covering. The sardis, the topaz, the diamond, the barrel, the onyx, the jasper, the, the sapphire, the emerald, the carbuncle, the gold. The workmanship of his tablets and his pipes were prepared in him in the day that he was created. He was created with musical instruments in him. He was designed to worship God. Lucifer is the worship angel. He's made in heaven. But when he says, I will lift myself up higher than God, he's kicked out of heaven into earth. And now earth receives music. Now here's what the enemy did as soon as he landed on earth. He perverted music. Because he's seen what happened in heaven when the music was right. So that's why we got people walking around talking about that's the devil's music. Ain't no such thing. There's no such thing as devil's music. He didn't create music. He cannot have the corner on what is and what isn't God's music. Because every piece of music out there can be used in some way for God's glory. I'm not talking about lyrics right now. I'm talking about music. Not lyrics, music. Because most of the music that we use up here, you could take that music and play it any other place, change the lyrics, and it would work. You see, music is the pathway that lyrics travel on. Write that down if you're taking notes, because it's going to be important to you, and I'm almost finished. In other words, music is the boat that lyrics get into to get into your brain. Music is the car that lyrics ride in to get where they're going. Look at your neighbor and say lyrics. Music isn't the problem. Lyrics are. And we already know through science that music can get into every part of your brain. Music can get into every part of your emotion. Music can get into every part of your spirit. Music can turn stuff on and turn stuff off. We already know that. That's science. So now let's take the music and put a lyric on top of it. Let's take the car that's getting into every part of your emotions, all of your neuroscience, dumping dopamine into your system, and let's put a lyric to it. Let's put a lyric to it that says, give me Jesus. Give me Jesus, the one who broke these chains. Okay? Dopamine, 
being dumped into your system and the lyric that is attached to the music is give me Jesus. But let's just change the lyrics to talk about fornication, drug abuse, up in the club, sure to show me love. When that hotline bling, it can only mean one thing. I'm going to take my horses down the old town road. And can't nobody tell me nothing. Not the preacher, not the teacher, not my mama, not my, can't nobody tell me nothing. Be careful what you let in your brain. Be careful what you listen to. Does it uplift Jesus? Does it uplift you? Or are you listening to grown folk music and you ain't grown yet? Come on, I love this. That's my favorite love song. Are you in love with somebody? Is there somebody close to you that you can perform those acts with in the, in the beauty of marriage? If not, you ain't got no business listening to it. Because you are exciting emotions that you cannot act on yet. You see, I remember being 17. 17 years old, straight gangster. And you laugh, but I was a gangster. I was strapped. I would cut you, shoot you. Yeah. You're looking at a preacher that used to sell weed for money. Yeah. We would drive around in the Datsun. My boy had a Datsun, and we had lowered it, put rims on it. And I would walk from my dad's house, save, sanctify, Holy Ghost filled, water baptized, by the way, get in the car, and we would turn on Snoop's new album. And by the time we got to where we're going, Snoop had convinced me that I could do bad. I came in one way, but when we turned on Snoop, and we was rolling down the street, smoking Indo, sipping on gin and juice, laid back with my mind on my money and my money on my mind. See, I can still quote the whole thing. It convinced me that I was who he said I was. And when I got out on the other side, I was there to do bad. So you come to youth camp, get the Holy Ghost, get preached to, get, get all fired up for Jesus, leave here and turn on Jay-Z on the way home and turn on all that mess on the way home. And by the time you get home, they've convinced you that you're not who God said you were here, but they are who. Listen. Your preacher gets about 45 minutes a week to preach to you, but you're giving the artist hours a week to preach to you. It's hard for your pastor to, in 45 minutes to undo what Jay-Z did in the last three to four hours in one day on average. And I know that I'm, 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 I'm very unpopular at the end of this moment. Because you got your stuff that you like and you're not going to delete it. 
and you're going to be bobbing your head to it next day. But that's why, just like in the church, every concert begins with people lifting their hands. You could go to any concert you want to go to today, turn the music off and just watch the video and you would think you was in a church service. People jumping. Just turn the music off. Just go mute. Just mute it and watch it. It's worship. Always has been worship. Always going to be worship. The problem is, is you become what you worship. You will serve what you worship. I'll tell you what, God, I'll tell you what, Jesus, I'll give you all this. I'll give you all this. I'll give you everything you see. I'll give you what you came for. If you bow down and worship me, it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve because whatever you worship, you serve. And so if the majority of your life is spent listening to stuff about the world, the world scene, drugs, fornication, promiscuity, guess what you will become? Guess what you will serve? The power of camp can be destroyed by your playlist on the way home. The power of last Sunday's message by your phenomenal pastor can be destroyed by your playlist leaving the church and going to the restaurant. You know what it is? It's a Trojan horse. I'm not doing nothing. I'm not saying nothing. I'm not being nothing. So it must be okay. But it's not. It's in your heart. It's in your emotions, it's in your spirit, and it'll never leave your spirit. That's why I can still quote the stuff I listened to almost 23 years ago. It's in my brain. Right now, I'll rap battle any of y'all. Because it's in my, I can't get it out. It's stuck. And you know where music goes? Music doesn't go in your left brain. Because left brain is analytical. Left brain is analytical and right brain is memory, long-term creativity. That's right brain. And so left brain says two plus two equals five and kick it out. Left brain is analytical. Left brain solves. That's why most men are left brain. We're problem solvers. And most females are right brained. Creative, emotional, Can I get an amen from over this way somewhere? Yeah. All right. And guys are left brain. They think they know everything. Mm -mm. That's why they take stuff apart. Can't put it back together. They will, ne they, will never read, they will never read how to put it together. You know, the box comes and it, the instructions, instructions that way. put it all together. When they're done, they got 17 screws left. Yeah, don't turn that thing on, bro. It's going to blow the whole house up. Don't ride that bike, son. Don't ride that bike. It's going to come apart on you about five miles. 
Because the left brain is analytical. It solves problems. Right brain is creativity and long-term. And your passions and purposes come from right brain. And you know what music does? Music has the ability to skip over left brain. That's why right now, just do me a favor, right now look up the top 10 songs in America. Don't listen to them. Just go on Google and pull up the lyrics and read the lyrics out loud. Just read them. Don't put them to a beat. Just read the lyrics out loud and see if it does not sound like the craziest junk you ever heard in your life. No way, no way should you listen to that. But because it's to a beat, it jumps over analytical and jumps into long-term memory, creativity, who you will be, who you will become. Y'all ever had a friend that leave for the summer and come back wearing all black, got his lips colored in, eyes? Bruh, what happened to you? I'm goth now. What happened? Oh man, I went to my friend's house, he showed me this new music and I'm like, I'm, oh. the music changed the kid. Music changed the kid. The kid was one way this summer. Next summer, he's this way because of new music that he listened to. That's who I am now. Bro, that ain't who you are. You live, in, you live in a nice neighborhood down here. Your daddy's name is Todd. Anybody with a daddy named Todd has got it made. You know what I'm saying? Coming to school all thugged out, pants sagging, got a do-rag on, cripping. Bro, you live in King's Grant on the golf course, son. Your mama's name is Tammy. <laughs> but because the, mu the music made them think there's something that they're not. Yo, 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 that's my yo, 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 what's up, son? You from New York? Nah, yo, 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 I'm from, I'm from, I'm from Fayetteville, North Carolina. <laughs> no. From where? Yeah, 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 yo, 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 what's up, Shane? Yo, Shane, yeah, yeah, yeah. The music. I can, I can tell you where a kid's attitude came from just by, just by listening to his playlist. Let me show you. What you listen to is what you become. What you worship is what you become. So be careful what you put in your, your, your AirPods. Be careful what you put in your ears. Turn off the music. Turn it off. If it doesn't uplift Christ, turn it off. If it does, uh, doesn't uplift you, turn it off. If it's not speaking about good morals, turn it off. If it's not talking about good living, turn it off. It will mess you up before you even know it. It's a Trojan horse. And you let it in. Not only did you let it in, you paid money to let it in. So now you have sacrifice. Because you put your money in it, now you have a seed in it. And now it's growing inside of you, and you're the one that planted it. And you seeded it, and you watered it, and it grew. How about you just fast the next week from all music? Every bit of it. All music. Because you got to be careful about some of this new worship too. Singing to you Trinitarian principles. Just be careful. Just listen to it. 
The best thing to do is when you get new music, just don't listen to it. Just pull the lyrics up and read the lyrics out loud to yourself with no beat behind it. And when you read the lyrics, if it doesn't make sense, if it's not biblical, don't listen to the song. That's the best way to do it. Because if you just listen to it with the music, it's going to skip over the analytical side of your brain. The analytical side that, that, that's going to say, well, that ain't right. That's not biblical. That's not true. That's not true. But if you read it out loud, it won't, it, it won't skip over the analytical side of your brain and you'll go, no, nah, that ain't right. And you'll be able to decipher what is right and what is wrong. Now, just, just stand with me and I'm going I'm to I'm close here. Because I'm not, I'm not ready here to preach a message. I'm just here to teach to you. I, I, I want to encourage you. So here's what I'm going to encourage you to do. And I'm going to pray for you, and we're going to go. You guys got other stuff going on today. Here's what I'm going to encourage you to do. I'm just going to encourage you to go read the lyrics of your favorite songs. The songs that you listen to, this, that, that, that new song that's your jam, that new Justin Bieber that just came out, you know? He just, he just dropped that, and it, it's, so, it's, it's fire. You know what I'm saying? It's fire. Just, just... The, Look, all the guys like Justin Bieber, all the girls like, yeah, I, I got that junk. That's my jam. <laughs> There's like seven guys over there that's like, Justin. <laughs> you know, Drake, Drake gonna drop the diss track on the Golden State Warriors. It's coming. He's gonna drop the diss track and go state. Everybody's gonna, it's gonna be fire. It's gonna turn up. But before you listen to it, before you, before, just, just pull it up on Google and read the lyrics out loud to yourself. Just read them. See, there was a time in this country when people put a lot of dirty stuff in music and you would have to go, you could like run the track backwards. There's like a bunch of old rock and roll songs. You could turn it back. It's like smoke weed. Weed is good. You know, you really listen to it backwards. That's, that's actually a true story. You could do that, some of those old songs. But they not putting it in backwards today. They putting it right in the song. I mean, it's just right in there. Playing on your radio station. You can buy it. You don't have to be a certain age to buy it. You just go buy it. Just be aware. So many people have lost their souls because they were not paying attention. Just pay attention. It's like, you know what? My soul is important. What goes into my brain is very important. So I'm going to just, I'm, I'm going to read it. I'm going to look at it from an objective point of view and say, you know what? This is not right. This, this song is actually talking, it, it sounds like it's something good, but it's only actually talking about something that's really bad. Got to read into it. Got to read into it. Just be aware. Be intentional with everything you do. Be intentional. And I promise you that if you will, if you will, and you'll spend those hours every day that you listen to just garbage, if you would replace that with music that uplifts Christ, music that uplifts you, music that is doctrinally sound, and when you come to church next Sunday, it'll be easier for you to worship. When you come to church next week, you won't have to get through a whole bunch of emotional cloud to, to actually lift your hands and worship God, but you'll come in ready. You know why? Because you've been worshiping all week long. I'm, I, I came to church warmed up. You know, I, it didn't take three songs to warm me up. I, I came in the door warmed up, ready to go, because all week in my car, I've been listening to Jesus stuff, and I've been, I've been listening, I've been worshiping, and I'm, I'm ready to worship God now. And when the preacher preaches, 
the seed of the word falls on good ground because all week long I've been working on it. All week long I've been praying. All week long I've been listening to something that uplifted my spirit and opened me up for the word. And that concludes this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. And for those of you on iTunes, leave us a good rating. Thank you for listening to the Ohio District Podcast.